Welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. My name is Tamea Urban, and I will be your host. And I am wildly excited to record this podcast for you guys. I wanted to do it for a while, but then, I don't know, the summer got busy and was abundant and lots of things were happening. I also really loved being in a semi-secret love bubble. I mean, the county is very small and me and him have been inseparable. So anyone in the county already kind of knows that he exists. Like there was no (laughs) way around it. But anyone else didn't really know I existed. So I kind of dropped a mini little bomb being like, surprise, there's somebody. So I wanted to answer some of the questions you guys posted on Instagram. And I wanted to also dive into the background of him, of just how I manifested him, how I called him in, how I got clear on that, how I did a lot of inner healing on my previous relationship, on my attachment issues, on all the things and how it all kind of came together. It's so interesting. The universe was definitely like, you too. Okay, now. <laughs> it worked out. So let's start before I met him. Last summer, I was in a relationship and it was a pretty rough breakup. Definitely very turbulent relationship, which I'm still very grateful for because I learned a lot. But then it kind of left me in this like middle point where I knew I was going to be in Toronto for a bit. I also knew I'm leaving Toronto, but didn't know where. And I was also very certain that I do not want to date in Toronto. I'm good, thanks. So that left me in the middle point of, okay, so then what do I do in the interim? So for me, I really dove into getting clear on what I was looking for, getting clear on what the limiting beliefs I had around why I can't have that, getting clear on how I want to be loved, how I want to be taken care of, what I'm actually looking for, really fine tuning it, but then also ensuring that I can give that to myself. So I really like leaned into dating myself. And in case you guys don't know what that means, it's just like, how do you want to feel in a relationship and then making yourself feel that without them? So it's like knowing, and I'm sorry if this is not what you're wanting to hear, but if you want to feel loved or safe or beautiful or radiant, no one is ever going to be able to do that for you if you don't do it for yourself. And even if you do find someone that can provide that for you, you're going to end up self-sabotaging it if you haven't been able to create that sensation for yourself first. So for me, I really let myself kind of like take a pause. And I mean, at this point I was 36 and I'm like, I really want babies. I really want to get married. I want to do the things. And then in my head, I'm also kind of like, fuck, like I don't have that much time. But then I was like, no, this is like a really important be alone, love being alone, savor this stage. So I really surrendered and I let myself just kind of enjoy the city and enjoy my girlfriends and enjoy the parts of the city I knew I was going to miss. And then when I left, 
Like I initially left in January to live in Prince Edward County. And it was funny. It was literally the first weekend I landed in the county. My girlfriend took me out for dinner. We had some wine. We sat at a fireplace at the Royal. And she's like, give me your phone. I'm setting up your dating profile. So my dating profile was set to Prince Edward County from the beginning, even after when I came back to Toronto and then kind of like in the interim while I was figuring out where I'm going to live, knowing I'm going to land here. So I did that. And in, I guess, the beginning of the year, I was going on dates. I was talking to people like it was, no, it wasn't the right people. There was always like something off or it was just like, no, I'm good. And it was funny because like, I was actually talking to somebody right before I met my partner and we were talking for a while. It was definitely like an emotional only relationship because he doesn't live around here. And it was just kind of like the perfect thing to kind of like dive deeper into like emotional intimacy and conversations. And like, I don't know, it was like a perfect practice run. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. So it was interesting because that fell through. Like he was a little bit flaky. He definitely ghosted me, then definitely came back. And I was just like, oh yeah, no, that's a fucking hard no. I do not stand for that. I don't care what your excuses were. Definitely ripped him one. And then I was like, you know what? We're good. Like, I'm not interested. But that being said, like, again, like, I'm glad that happened because there was a lot of communication that I wouldn't have been able to explore with anyone else. And there was a lot of topics that came up that was like interesting to discuss with somebody. And like, it totally makes sense. Like it happened. It needed to, I'm glad. But then afterwards I was like, yeah, no old version of me would, I guess, justify what he was going through and why he kind of went MIA and then be okay with him coming back. And then he definitely came back a few times and I was just like, you know, buddy, thanks so much. (laughs) That's a hard no. So it was funny because through all this, I'm literally like, crap, I'm going to be like 37 soon. And it's like, you want to start doing the math. It's like, well, you got to meet somebody. And then like, what if it takes you a while to meet somebody and you're going to date them? And then it's like, what you get engaged and then you got to like plan a wedding. And then it's like, okay, now you're thinking about having babies. And I was like, oh my God, I should have met him like four years ago. Like I'm so behind. And then I really sat with that. And I was just like, you know what? No, time does not exist. And I just don't subscribe to that belief. Like I just don't. I'm going to meet the right person. I know I'm actually ready for the right person because there was so much healing I did since my last long-term relationship and kind of just like the dating in between. And I was like, no, like I'm actually ready to explore this with somebody else. Also, you're never fully, fully ready. But then I was like, I know that I've done as much as I can on my own. Like my next level of healing will be with somebody. And my goodness, there has been so much healing with him. That's for sure. And it was funny because like, that's kind of like the heart rock situation. Cause I was like, okay, universe, like logically, scientifically, I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, I really want kids. And I also don't want to have kids with the wrong person. So I was like, oh my God, I'm freaking. But then I'm like, I do want to be able to, if I can like go through the process naturally, like I don't want to have to freeze eggs and then I guess do it that way. And like no judgment on that. But I'm like, if I could, I would love to like have the experience the way it is. And again, I'm like, how do I word this without offending anyone? Because there's no judgment. And like, I don't know what my story is going to entail once we get to that point. But that being said, the heart rocks were these gentle reminders of you're okay. You're okay. He's coming. You're okay. 
And the person that I do a lot of healing work with, Sebastian, he does my acupuncture and my energy healing. He's a shaman, so he does all the things. And he kept saying, like, I can pick up his energy. He's ready for you. He's out there waiting. So I was like, okay, I trust Sebastian. I'm like, my person's out there and he's waiting. Perfect. And then the heart rocks. I was like, okay, like, you can't deny it. Like, I didn't see one or two heart rocks. I, like, literally saw, like, four a day, every day for months. So I was like, okay there's something happening here. So I was like, okay, all right. Okay. I feel it. So that was kind of the heart rock situation. And then it was funny because like the work I was doing with Sebastian was really diving into getting clear on what I wanted and making sure that that list was very, very clear, very specific, but then also not putting it in the negative. So not like, I don't want him to do this. I don't want him to be like this. And like, I don't like when people do this. So everything was in the positive, but it was also very, very specific. Like, how do I want to feel with him? Like, what kind of life do I want to create with him? Like, what are our values? Like, what are we calling in? Like, what is our relationship going to look and feel like? And that's kind of what I spend my energy on. But then I also spend a lot of energy on my own, like trauma, my own attachment issues, or I guess, that's not an issue. Everyone attaches in a different way. I mean, I've just haven't had a positive experience with my dad. And I also didn't have a positive experience with most of the men in my life. So I had to like process that and I had to release that. And I had to remind myself that just because that happened in the past, it doesn't mean it's going to be my future, but then you have to like release that trauma within you. And like, you have to sit with that and like really dive into that. So there's a lot of work being done in the background of like prepping myself to call him in. And again, please don't get fixated on have to be perfectly healed in order for you to have a perfect partner. You don't because you're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. He is or she is not going to be perfect either. And then you guys are going to meet and then continue your growth together. So do the work, but then also know that the work is never done and it's not meant to be. So then Once I've kind of surrendered this, oh my God, the timing and how is this going to work? And then also realizing that there are zero men in the county and like, I'm actually not kidding. (laughs) There's nobody. It is all powerful boss women of all ages. (laughs) Like everyone is single and it's the funniest thing ever. And it's like a couple of women were like, there's only like two single men, by the way. And I don't recommend. (laughs) Okay, I'm good. I will figure it out. So my like dating radius was definitely set bigger than just the county, but I was just like, it's just going to work. It's going to work out because it is, there's no other way. And I was also like, universe, like I am doing the work. You better bring him to me on a gold platter and it better be like good to go. And like, I remember saying that and I was just like, yeah, and it's going to happen and that's fine. So then I surrendered, everything was good. And then it was funny because one of the reasons I booked Italy and there's a whole episode on this was because I wanted to go and explore and kind of just like have this beautiful, like single getaway, like solo trip, Europe. Yes, please. And it was also because like I was saving Italy to do it with a partner. And then I was like, well, Greg, I don't know where my partner's coming and I have time to go away now. So let's do this. And then also (laughs) when that last guy ghosted me for a hot second, I was just like, screw you, bud. I'm going to Italy. I'm like, I don't need anybody. I am fine. I was like, whatever, here we go. Let's do this. But it was almost like I showed to the universe that I'm not going to be like 
waiting and like putting my life on hold. I'm going to literally live my life. There wasn't any pressure put on. You have to find him now, even though like that's something I have to process through regulating my nervous system. But it's like, I let that go. I was like, he's coming. And it's like, literally, I've put in my order with Amazon Prime and it is coming. And it doesn't matter if it arrives like tomorrow night or the day after in the morning, like time doesn't exist. I'm putting my body on hold. Like it'll be fine. I can picture myself having kids. It's going to happen. It's fine. So I like literally just released the pressure. And it's like the moment we put pressure on ourselves, we crumble because our nervous system can't handle it. And then rather than you being like radiant and glowing and like full of vitality and energy and being magnetic, you become like stagnant and you become like encased in fear. And it's like, your nervous system's like, oh my God, we're dying. Like everything is crumbling. Everything is hard. We can't do this. So I was like, no, everything's freaking great. I'm like, I mean, I'm in the County. I've landed here. I got rid of my condo. We're good. I have people I know. I love it here. I'm about to spend the summer here. I'm going to Europe. Yes, please. This is going to be great. And then somehow this man is just going to land in my life and then carry on and happily ever after. I was like, that is what I'm calling it. And like, that's kind of what happened. So how's that? So then let's talk about how we met. It's so funny. Like it's actually... It's very funny. So I told you, I I set up a dating account. I used Hinge and I actually like forgot to go on Hinge for like a couple weeks. So just to give you kind of a timeline, I went to Europe in May and then I had, what is my timeline? I'm getting like fuzzy on this. All of April, like mid-March to like end of April, I was busy like selling my condo, packing everything up, having like a thousand parties, seeing all the people, doing all the things to enjoy the city. And I like totally like forgot about my dating app. And I mean, I usually like to be mindful of that because like there is a human on the other side of the message that like lands in your DM. So it's like, you want to make sure that you don't leave them just like hanging because like when I reached out to people, like I don't know, I did it genuinely. And then it's like, oh, I haven't heard from you for a while. Okay, cool. But that doesn't feel good. So I like to be like mindful and respectful of that, but I like literally forgot. And then it's like, here we are, we're at the beginning of May and I'm sitting on my couch. I'm about to go to Italy in the next like week and a half or two weeks. And I was like, all right, my dating app. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Italy. I want to have fun in Italy. He knows this by the way. And I was like, I am turning off this dating app and I'm going to keep it off for a couple weeks maybe like the first few months as I'm in the county, because I just want to, you know, unpack and get settled and get in a routine and like kind of enjoy time. And I know people are going to come visit me. So it's like, I want to have time with them. And then I'll reevaluate dating later. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm on my couch. I just did a nursing shift. I like do not look cute at all. I'm freaking tired. And I was like, okay, let's go through this. So I'm going through like the messages and I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Nope. And there's literally like a list and the very last person. So this is the person who sent me the message first or like the, from the furthest amount of time was him. And like all the other people, I was like, meh, 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 whatever. And then I get to him and I'm just like, oh, interesting. Like his eyes like caught me. He has like sparkling eyes. He has the most incredible smile. And like his eyes are like 
piercing blue. Like it's like creepy in a good way. They're fantastic. Like people are always like, cool, your eyes kind of like landed on that. And then I'm sitting on the couch to is obviously judging me. And I'm kind of like, ah, what do I do? I'm like, I definitely want to send this guy a message. And like, he's from County-esque area, but I'm like literally going to Europe in like a week and a half. And I'm not going to be back in the County for a full month. I'm like, do I even bother? Like, should I send him a message? I'm like, is that silly? I'm like, should I not? And I'm literally like humming and hawing. And it was funny because like something within me was like, just send him a message. Like, who cares? And I remember thinking, he's really good looking. He's really athletic. He probably sucks at messaging. And I was like, I'm not talking to him while I'm in Europe. And if he is not good at communicating within the first few days and he's not consistent, I'm literally just going to cut him and I'm done. Like no one's getting my time and attention. My time is precious. So I sent him a message. He replies like pretty much right away. We start a great conversation. And it's funny because like I literally have a picture I sent to myself with a screenshot of his dating app that I sent to like one of my girlfriends. And I was like, hmm, he's hot, eh? And like a picture of my face going, hmm, okay, okay, I see you. And then she's like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Let's see what happens. So I have that. And then I have a picture of like Teresa literally rolling her eyes being like, why are you giggling at a phone? Like get over yourself. I'm annoyed. So what's funny about this is that he was kind of dating somebody and she just kind of like left his life and it kind of like ended in a weird way. And he literally was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm so done. I'm so done with women who are not into it, who don't have the same values, who don't want to be all in, who don't want to like be in a serious relationship, who don't know how to communicate. We're just like, I'm just done. And he's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to delete my app. I'm sick and tired of trying. And I'm going to focus on my career, work as much as I can because he has a couple jobs. And he's like, I'm just going to like power through that. And then once I'm done by like next level of my work promotion, I guess I'll reassess. But like literally, fuck it. And what's funny is that he was going to delete his app that night before he went to bed. And like I messaged him at like 9.30 p.m. And he was probably going to delete his app at like 10, 10.30. It was so interesting. I mean, like, I personally think that we would have met in some other way, but that's like, okay, okay, cool, cool. So then we're messaging, we're messaging back and forth. And I was like, definitely hitting him with big questions, which side note, he did as well. And like, that was one thing that I really appreciated because he was like, by the way, like, I want to get married and I want to have kids. If you don't want kids, like this is not going to work. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. Love that. You just had that conversation. So I didn't have to perfect. And he was just like, really consistent. And like what he does for a living, he has to wake up super early. I'll explain. And he would like send me a good morning message every morning, check in on my day. He would actually like answer questions. He would ask questions. Like we're genuinely having a conversation. And then like very naturally we like switched over to voice notes. So then we're having conversations on voice notes. And it was just like, I don't know, it felt more intimate. And it was like, we were both actually putting in the effort and we were both actually like showing up. It was funny because then I'm like, Hey, heads up. Like I'm moving in a week and then I'm going to Europe in a week and a half. So like things are going to be a bit busy slash I'm literally not coming back to the County for four weeks. Do you want to just like put this on pause and I'll message you when I get back? And he was like, 0% chance. I'm happy to wait. And I was like, Oh, Interesting. Was not expecting that. But then also I was kind of like, oh, 
crap. I'm like, I have a lot going on. All right. All right. Okay. Well, if it's meant to be, it's going to work out. So then here we are still talking. And then it was like, again, I'm so funny for how I do life. I'm like all in, let's do this. It's not supposed to make sense. So the day that I was physically moving on like my car's packed to the rim and I'm driving out to the county, I was like, let's have a phone date. Cause like, I want to like take this to the next level and I'm going to have an actual live conversation. And he's like, okay, no worries. So our first phone date is literally on the day that I'm like driving to the county. And we had a super lovely conversation. He was so shy. It was so cute. <laughs> oh yeah, it was adorable. So had the conversation. And then it was like two days later, I was like, let's do a video call. And that was the last day that I was in my condo because I just went to drop off keys. And I was just like, non-negotiable. Like I've had guys who are like, oh yeah, like let's jump on a call. Oh my God, something happened. Oh, something came up. Not interested. Like no, 0% chance. So then again, I was very honest with him. I'm like, listen, we just matched. I'm going to Italy. This is like my solo time. It's really important. We're not going to be chatting, but I'll let you know when I'm back. And like, I'm a free woman. You can't tell me what to do. (laughs) He was like, okay, sure. Whatever. So while I was in Italy, and I will tell you a little bit more about him. That's the next thing. Don't worry. While I was in Italy, it was like, okay, I landed. Everything's good. And he's like, okay, no worries. So it's like, now we've had about 10 days where we've spoken every single day, pretty much all day, consistently haven't missed a beat. And then he was like, hey, like, I know I'm supposed to give you space. And like, that's totally cool. And I get it. And I respect that. But like, just letting you know that like, it feels really weird that I'm not talking to you. And I'm like, I actually miss you. And I was like, oh, I like that. Thank you for like being honest and like telling me that as opposed to pretending you don't care. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Look, I'm still not going to talk to you, but you know what? How about like, maybe we'll just send a picture a day. And it's like, he kind of suggested that in terms of, he's like, can I just know that you're safe? And I was like, I'm good. Don't worry. Somehow this totally unfolded, not how I expected it. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. So anyways, we ended up sending a picture and then he was like, what was it? Like literally the first day I was there. And he's like, can we just have like one conversation? I was like, okay, fine. Like, let's just have one quick chat. Just kind of like, like, you know how it's like being here and whatever. Well, I mean, hmm, big surprise. We did talk every day. Also he's in the military and I ended up sharing my location with him because I was like, Hey, if I feel like get kidnapped or die, like you can send someone to get me. Right. He's like, okay, sure. I got you. So I was sharing my location with him and I was like, also kind of thinking it's fun because then he'll know where I am and like what I'm doing in terms of like exploring Italy. And then he was sharing his location with me. And that actually was really great moving forward because we continue sharing location in terms of in case he can't pick up the phone or something's happening. Like, I don't know, it just made me feel really comforted. And there's just a deeper layer of trust in communication. So anyways. That was that. So yeah, we chatted every day and it was funny because I was like, well, so much for solo time. Also, I'm thinking the universe is kind of giggling because the universe was like, you wanted to go to Italy with someone. Well, here he is. And I was like, not what I meant, but you're funny. So I'll explain Italy a little bit more, but let me tell you about him. So again, timing is funny here. And are we surprised? No. So he is from Quebec. Yes, he has an accent and that has definitely been on my list in terms of what I'm looking for. Love me a guy with an accent. Did I think he's going to be French? No, quite cute. Love the accent. So he's younger than me. He's 34. He's a Pisces. Never dated a Pisces. Okay. I'm here for it. 
He is definitely a sensitive soul, which I love, 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 love about him. He is the most kind, caring, like there's no surprises with him. You know, if he's upset, you know, when he's happy and he's happy, like 99% of the time, he's going to kill me for this. He's almost six foot. (laughs) He's like a sliver below six foot. So I'm just going to be an asshole and say that he's not fully six feet. Bright blue eyes, most incredible smile, has a shaved head, like super built, has tattoos. I'm here for it. Like he is like a softy and he's handsome and he's manly and he's rugged and like all the things. I'm just like, check, 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 check. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. So he previously was in the military and then he got transferred to the Air Force, which is why he's located in Trenton close to me. Before that, which like, let me explain the title of this <laughs> podcast. I told him what I was going to title it. And he literally was like, oh my God, you're the worst, but it's true. So previously he used to have his own business. He's run a couple businesses and essentially he was in like consulting, research and development and distribution for kind of like defense things. I'm saying it wrong. I know I am sorry for the military and like law enforcement and first responders and kind of did that internationally. Hence, like he did actually sell guns, which was a huge trigger for me when I actually figured that out. Not that he didn't tell me, but like when you're telling me you're in like defense and like, I don't know, tactics or whatever, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, I don't understand. And then he was like, yeah, you know, like bulletproof vests and like firearms and tasers. And I was like, oh my God, there it is. You're a psychopath. You're going to kill me. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm totally spiral. Because <laughs> I did date a guy in the military before and he was actually physically abusive. So I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Guys in the military are fucked. No, thank you. Which side note is not true. Definitely not true. He is such a softy. It was interesting to kind of work through that. But yeah, so that's kind of like him in a nutshell. I'm actually super happy that like we had a full month of just communication and like building emotional intimacy and building that emotional connection. Cause I mean, like, let's be real. A lot of people jump to physical things way too quick and zero judgment to that, but it doesn't always help the relationship. So we really got to know each other and we had like deep conversations and we shared things. And it's just like, you know, what are some of your past traumas or your triggers and like, works for you? What doesn't work for you? Like, what are you looking for? Like we went really, really, really deep and we were really vulnerable. And it was just so nice to take the physical parts out, which mind you was also kind of like crap. Like I can't wait to actually meet you in person. And then it's like, also, and I'm not going to lie. And he knows this because I've told him, I was just like, he's a fucking dud when I get to the County. And I just wasted an entire month talking to him and like even spend some of my precious time in Italy talking to him, like I am going to be pissed. So I like totally told him that I'm like, you better not be a dad. Like you better be this sweet and caring and romantic and funny in person as you were kind of virtually. So that was that. And like, it was cute because like he, again, was so consistent. And because we were in different time zones, he would, you know, send me a good morning video. So when I woke up, I had that. And then it's like, I would always do like, we both did good mornings and good nights, but I would do like a good night video. So then he had it to wake up to the next day. So it was just, it was really, really cute to have that. And it was just so nice to really connect 
and really like get to know somebody. And it was just so nice that he's not scared of being vulnerable. He's not scared of sharing. Like he is just such a genuine person. So it was funny. It was so funny. So anyways, we got over the like triggered by guns thing. And like side no longer does that. Also, he doesn't even have a firearm being in the air force. Like he is not that person, but then it's like, he knows how to use them if needed, which I'm like, all right, whatever it is what it is. And I absolutely was like, you better not be a murderer because if you kill me, my poor dog is going to be motherless and she's high needs. And he's just like, oh my God, you're crazy. So I made him promise that he won't kill me. <laughs> not kidding. So let's fast forward to our first date. So I literally land in the county after Europe and after I had a couple appointments in Toronto. And I like, I landed here at like, I don't know, 2 p.m. And then our first date started at like four or so. And we were going to meet down by the water. And it's like the beach, the special beach. And it was funny because I've never taken anybody there. And there was a couple guys just, I don't know, throughout the last like, what was that? Couple months, like five, six months. We're like, oh my God, I want to see your beach. Cause I obviously talk about it all the time. And I was like, yeah, no, no, it's my special beach and no one else is coming here. So with him though, I was like, I'm not going to share this with you. So we were going to meet at the beach and then grab dinner. But then he was actually early, <laughs> which I giggle because he's usually late. So I'm really impressed that he was early for our first date and he was early. So I'm walking over and all of a sudden he pulls up beside me and he was like, Hey, do you need a ride? And I literally was like, holy shit, he's right here. Oh my God. I needed a moment to ground. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is starting too soon. I need a second. And I was so nervous meeting him because I was just like, please don't be a dud. Please don't tell me I wasted time. Please, please, please. But I really wanted to just get to the water, hear the waves, put my feet in the water, take a moment, just take a couple breaths and then like carry on. But he was so early that he beat me to the beach. So then I was like, oh my God. So then he's like, get in. And I was like, okay. And I was like, you know, I'm not just getting into the car with like strangers. And he was like, hey, my name is. And I was like, oh God, stop it. So then now I'm nervous. And then now I'm like, I have my nervous giggle, not cute at all. So I'm literally just giggling. And then we get to the beach and I was just like, I need my feet in the water right now. And he's like, okay, no worries. Go ahead. You do that. So I'm in sandals. So I kick off my shoes or my sandals. And then he's in like, actually like nice shoes. (laughs) And he's like trying to take his shoes off and his socks. And then literally our first thing that we did was, stand in the water together. And he just like held me from behind. And it was just like, that's not what you do with someone you met five minutes ago. Like that doesn't make sense. And like, even us getting ready for the date, it was so funny because like we clicked and we came so close that it didn't feel like this is our first time meeting. And I truly believe we've done a past life together, at least one. And I literally was like, Hey, what are you wearing? (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. I'm nervous. These are my options. I'm like, okay, sounds good. This is what I'm wearing. And it's like, do you do that to the person you're about to go on a first date with? No. So hilarious. Anyways, here we are just standing in the water, cuddling and kind of being like, holy shit, like this is real. And it's like, okay, this is good. Like there's definitely chemistry. Okay. Conversation's going really well. Okay. This is good. All right. So we like couldn't stop touching each other and just like cuddling, holding hands. And it was funny because like some people were down at the beach and they're just like, you guys are just the cutest couple. And we're just like laughing because we're both like, yeah, we met like three minutes ago, (laughs) which we did. So there we are. We're chilling. And again, I love that he's actually super 
energetic and spiritual. And he definitely gets kind of like little downloads and visions just like me. And at the same time, like we both kind of looked at each other and we were like, did you just get a download? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, so did I. And I was like, I don't want to share. And he's like, I know, I don't know if I should share it either. And I was like, well, what did you see? (laughs) He's like, I just like pictured you super pregnant and we're doing a maternity shoot at this beach. And I was like, okay, same here. Wow. (laughs) You can't make that up. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. Here it is. Got it. So that was our first date. Then we went to dinner. We went to this cute Mexican place in Wellington and it was Hila and tacos and it was perfect. Like we just, conversation was great. And it was like everything we expected, but better. Definitely didn't feel like we just met. And that was our first date. So I will share a couple of red dates just because I'll kind of like explain our, I don't know, transition, our growth. So our second date literally was the next day, which like side note, like dropped me off. And I was like, okay, it was really nice bite. <laughs> Ran inside. And he's like, okay, you're so weird. And then the next date, he came over and he met Tegressa. So Tegressa liked him, immediately approved. And our date literally was going to like Belleville to run errands because we went to like Home Depot to get a shelf. We went to HomeSense to pick up a couple things for the place. He like put a shelf together for me. We went and got groceries. We made dinner together and we like chilled. And it was just like, this is so weird. Like, it feels like we're kind of like married. Like, is this weird? This is weird. And we're like, yeah, it is, but like, it's nice. So are we just going to enjoy it? Yep. Perfect. And then with the rate that we were moving at third day, he met my best friend. So my best friend was coming down to the County and we were going to go wine touring. And then he was kind of like, well, do you want me to be your driver? So you can like drink and get, you know, a little bit tipsy and you can have fun with your girlfriend. And I was just like, but is that weird? I'm like, I don't usually introduce people to my friends that soon. And then I'm like, will it be weird if you're just kind of like the third wheel? Like now I kind of checked with my girlfriend and she was just like, I don't care. And we get someone to drive then we can both drink. It's great. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. So that was a joke because it was the best day ever. He was so funny. He was actually like, at the time, he was like, you can just post a picture of the three of us. And I was like, I'm not posting a picture. And he's like, just tell everyone I'm the driver. I'm like, no, you can definitely tell that there's some chemistry. I'm not starting rumors. <laughs> no, definitely not posting you. But we had a great time. I feel like everyone around us was like, does he have two girls? I don't understand. Because we were all just so like taking selfies together and we were all giggling and da da da. And it was just, it was an interesting dynamic. We had the best time ever. So that was that. Since then, he has met most of my friends. Everyone loves him. Everyone's like, you guys have a really beautiful chemistry and energy together. Like it's just really organic and really natural. He's met my family. I've met half of his family. His family is in Quebec. So it needs to be a bit of a planned couple days. And just with his schedule, it was a little bit tricky to get it sorted. But I mean, like I met his mom, like, oh my goodness, a month and a half into us dating. And it was just like, this is going to be my wife. And I was like, oh my God, babe, (laughs) thanks. So his mom's like, wait, how long have you guys been dating? I'm like, like two days. I'm like, this makes no sense. (laughs) So anyways, that is that. So that's a little bit about him. Let me answer some of the questions that you guys posted on Instagram. 
I'm sure there's going to be another podcast answering everything just because there's just so much. So he doesn't have any pets. He's definitely someone who loves, loves, loves dogs. But then because he's in the military, he currently lives on base and he was kind of moved around a lot. And he has just a weird schedule. Often he has to fly out. Sometimes he's gone for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. So for him to have a pet wasn't possible. And unfortunately, I had to give his dog away when he was still in Quebec. He did know what Reiki and energy healing was. His aunt actually does something similar. I don't know if she calls it Reiki per se, but it's definitely like unlocking stagnant blocked energy and kind of moving through the chakras. And he's had it done and he gets it. He feels it. And I mean, like he'll feel my energetic shift, even if he cannot see my body, like my body language or my face. And even when I was in Italy, when I like kind of found out that he used to like, you know, sell guns and that like he was in the military where he had to shoot guns. And I would just got really spooked by that. And he was just like, what just happened? Your energy shifted. And he'll literally pick that up. Even if I'm like working, he's working. He's just like, why do you feel off? Are you okay? Do you need something? Like, it's really wild how energetically connected we were from the beginning. He's very sensitive. And I love that because then it's like, I don't like to share sometimes. And sometimes you have to pull things out of me because I kind of do the, I'm fine. I'll deal with it myself. And he's just like, oh, hells no. We're talking about this right now. So in terms of values, we are both very family centered. We both want kids. We both want to be settled. We want to do things together in terms of grow a family together. We're really into honesty and communication. We talk about everything very openly, like our past, also our past relationships, like there are no secrets here. Like we tell each other absolutely anything and we're just kind of like, okay, cool, sure. The communication is very deep and is consistent. We really prioritize saying good morning, saying good night, sending voice notes throughout the day, sending each other pictures in terms of like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey, this is what's happening in my day. And I think that's just really important to have that because like we always make time for each other. We're also really into health and fitness. So like eating healthy, but then also, yes, please to the tequila. Yes, please to going wine touring. Yes, please to having something sweet. We're both into self-development. Like he's been in therapy. He's done a lot of self-development. He's had a coach. Like he kind of gets what I do. And he also thinks that it's like important. We have a really deep sense of respect for each other and like respecting each other's time, respecting each other's like feelings and emotions. And like, we're both very loyal. Like both of us are like, just, I would never question his loyalty. And I would never question if he would be gone for a few weeks in the same way, like him with me, like, it's just like, no, 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 we're in this together. We're good. Very dependable, very consistent. It's just, it's like, we create a really solid foundation, which my nervous system definitely needed. Does he listen to my podcast? Yes, he does. Hi, babe. I love you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Guess I'm talking about you. He actually listened to it almost from the beginning, which I wasn't aware of. And he's like, yeah, I'm subscribed. And I'm like, oh God, Lord. So he, I was like, which ones have you listened to? So yeah, he listens. He knows what I do, which I love because I feel really supported by him. He does not like matcha lattes. He's a tea drinker. He's had matcha lattes, but he's just like not really into it. Does he have friends, especially in the city? He has no friends. <laughs> Just kidding. He has friends, but his friends are in Quebec. I would say most of his friends are in like solid relationships, married kids, 
doesn't have that many single runs. I mean, I would say if you're in the county, check out the military because <laughs> you are outnumbered. I mean, well, in a good way. So there's definitely some selection up there. But in the county, I feel like there's only women. And Toronto is a lost cause. Sorry. Now, two questions that I thought were super interesting were discussing triggers and us being activated in terms of our fight or flight response. So, I mean, for me, the fact that like, and again, it's hilarious. He works for the Air Force. His job is to get on a plane. And I have this deep abandonment wound and dislike anxious attachment, which is hilarious. I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Well, here we are. We're healing it. That's what we're doing. So for him to consistently be leaving because of his career really triggers me. I've made peace with him and I'm okay. But I would say the hardest part is that the military changes things all the time and you have no say in it at all. So it's like his schedule changes or it's like he was supposed to be gone for a week. And then all of a sudden they're like, you're gone for a couple of weeks. Not sure when you're coming back. There's no end date. And then it's like, okay, you might be gone for a couple months. Nope, never mind. We're going to move you over here. Okay. You know what? You can go home in the next 24 hours. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like that sucks because at least if he's gone, I can fill my schedule with other stuff. But then all of a sudden he's like, I'm coming back tomorrow. And I'm just like, well, shit, babe, I'm busy. Like I'm fully booked solid from beginning to end, or I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to Toronto for a couple of days. And then I'm like, fuck, now I'm not going to see you. So that sucks. For him, one of his biggest triggers with me was that I did fall into the, I don't need you. I'm good. I'll figure this out on my own. And there was a trigger that I had that I didn't share with him and he didn't know. And then it's like, when I did share it, it was almost like too far gone. And I like, I was really triggered and I was starting to shut down. And then he got nervous. So then he got like hypervigilant and then I almost felt like he had to walk on eggshells with me. But then because he was acting weird around me, then I got triggered and then we were both triggered, but we worked through it and we talked about it. And that being said, like now, if I do have something that comes up, one, like nothing like is unsaid. And it's so cute. Cause like, he has a really, really strong, like accent which I love but like he'll literally be like okay babe you need to evacuate and I was like what are you talking about evacuate he probably hates that I'm sharing this but it's so cute I love it I was like evacuate the building my bowels and he's like no your emotions and I was like what you mean like share my feelings or like vent and he's like yes and I was like okay well we don't say evacuate (laughs) but I mean it makes sense to me so now we talk about things in the moment and we have also learned how to share things with each other in terms of how the other person likes to receive things. I would say another thing that's been kind of interesting, he's more sensitive than I am and definitely a little bit more emotional than I am, but I just process my emotions differently. And that being said, like I can be a little bit cold and harsh and that's not ideal for him. So it's like, we're both learning how to express our feelings and our emotions, but then without ignoring the other person's. And that's just like being in a relationship, you have to learn. So in regards to what happens when your ego steps in. So I will share obviously my experience because I'm not in his head. But for me, when my ego steps in, I kind of remind myself that my past does not determine my future. And whatever I've experienced in the past in terms of the type of people, the type of experiences, the type of patterns... It does not determine my future. So like, I do need to like check my mind that is in like SOS mode being like, oh my God, this feels like something from before. 
being like, no, but it's not, but it actually is not like whatever happened to me in my childhood, whatever happened to me in my past relationships, he's not that person. And he has not given me any indication that he would act in that manner, behave in that manner, or treat me in that manner. So that's actually not true. So then I do what I need to do to downregulate the nervous system, to process my emotions, to lean into the next layer of my healing, to talk to my therapist, to journal about it, to get outside, whatever it is. So it's like, that's on me. And I also take accountability for that. The other thing, I guess I need to say this in two different ways is just having responsibility and taking responsibility for my emotions and my past trauma. There are certain things that I'm sensitive about and there's certain things that trigger me. And I know that. So like part of that is I acknowledge that that is an old pattern that's ingrained in me and that I'm working on it. But then I also very openly have talked to him about certain things of like, this will trigger me. So heads up, this is something that will soothe me. Please do that. This is something that I have done in the past if I'm starting to shut down. So it's like, he kind of knows what to expect. And then he can also kind of step in. But at the end of the day, like that's my stuff. And I'm not going to unload it on him the same way he has stuff that he doesn't unload on me. And then sometimes we gently call each other out being like, "Mm, I feel like this is not me you're triggered about, but we move through it regardless. Then again, our next thing is like, we remember we're in this together. We want to end up together. We have the same goals. We have the same like principles and values. Like we want to start a family together. We want to stay together. We want to be in a strong relationship, which takes work and which takes consistency. And then it's like, what's the point of fighting? And like, he is honestly the most easygoing, happy person I've ever met. So it's just like, we're okay. Everything's okay. Let's deal with this moving forward. Come on. And I sometimes marinate in like, oh, it's hard. (laughs) And oh, I need a moment. Then he calls me out on that. And then we carry on. I also fully lean into trust. You can't half love someone. And listen, like there are no guarantees in life. Like the chance of him randomly changing his mind and leaving is the same as me randomly changing my mind and leaving. Same. And it's like, no one's winning here. Like there's no, like, I need to be more protected or like, I need to make sure that I have like one, I don't know, I have it all figured out. So like, you can't like throw me off. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. Nothing is guaranteed. And it's like, People sometimes get divorced after a year or five years or 10 years, or like there's people who get divorced randomly when they're in like their sixties and seventies. Like you don't know what life is going to throw at you. You do your best you can. And we're both in it fully. Like we're very vulnerable with each other and we have let our guard down. And both of us have been burned really badly in the past. And like, I'm not going to share some of his stuff, but it's like, he got screwed over. And like he had the rug pulled out from under him. So he could have his heart like half closed because he's scared that I'm going to do the same thing. But then it's like, what's the point of that? You're either in or you're not. And that's also going to be like what you get out of the relationship. So if you're super guarded and like you have like one for the the door, well, you're also going to get that level of love and that level of commitment in return. I also really lean into my femininity. So when I notice that I'm getting cold or I'm getting triggered or I'm starting to be a little bit snippier, I like remind myself that I thrive more when I'm in my feminine 
And if I'm in my feminine, that means I'm trusting, I'm surrendering, I'm leaning back, I'm softening. I am like fully trusting that process. And I'm not trying to micromanage and control and like figure it out all out. Like, I'm just like, yes, I'm good. Everything's good. And then I also speak my truth. Sometimes I need to be gentler where if things aren't working for me, I let him know that there was like a couple of little triggers that kind of like bugged me. And then I was just like, listen, babe, like, can you help out around the house a little bit more? But then for example, he was like, but it's your place. And I didn't want to like overstep any boundaries. And I was like, yo, help with the laundry. And then like, literally I tell him once and he just like does everything. Thank you. Bless. He's an angel. Like he folds my underwear. <laughs> I was like, baby, don't need to do that. I love you. But like he does it. And it's just like, I needed to let him know how I wanted to be loved and supported and also give him permission to step up in that manner. And again, it's like, I have to lean into being more feminine because that gives him the opportunity to be more masculine and then take more control. But then it's like, he doesn't want to take control of a house that isn't his because this is my house. So that was also just having a communication and like an open discussion on like, how do we want to do this together when we're officially not living together, but like kind of. So it's like, what works for you? What works for you? Who does what? Like there's certain things I don't like to do. I hate emptying the dishwasher. I love doing laundry. And it's like, okay, let's do this. So that's how I've leaned into the ego. And again, it's like with kindness and compassion, you're a human. You are going to be triggered. Being in a relationship is, I don't want to say hard and that's not the right word. Being in a relationship is going to test you in ways you will never be tested if you're alone. And that's something you need to work through and your attachment trauma and your childhood, because otherwise you're not going to get the relationship that you want and desire because you're not actually fully open to receiving it. So the last question I'm going to answer is, is he the one? Oh, you guys are cute. So I will say my body feels completely safe with him. And I've never had that experience. As some of you will know, I was engaged in the past. My body did not feel safe there. Not that he did anything to physically harm me, but it just, he didn't soothe my nervous system. And it was interesting. And this is something that I was like worried about. I was like, I can't picture myself walking down the aisle to this person. And it's like, our wedding was fully planned like weeks away. And I was just like, I can't picture myself in the dress. I can't picture myself walking down the aisle. I can't picture the reception. I can't picture our life together. Like I can't see it. And for me, if I can't see something, then I'm not energetically connected to it. And then like with him, my body just feels completely safe. And there's some things that we've definitely done a little bit quicker than what other people would think would be, I guess, normal or reasonable, but it's just, it felt good and it felt safe and it didn't feel rushed and didn't feel forced. And there's no, like, you have to hurry up. Like, it's like, no we're figuring this out. Things are great. Some things moved really quickly. Some things we're kind of working through, but like there's no ounce of my body that's freaking out. So that tells me that from a somatic perspective and from an innate body wisdom perspective, my body feels good with him and that I'm going to like continue pursuing. I personally don't think that there is one person for you. And like, I do think that there's soulmates, but I do think there's multiples. And I do think that every single person you meet and have a relationship with teaches you something in terms of what needs to be healed, what needs to be leaned into, what is working, what is not working and like getting closer to what you want and desire. I do think that you can have a happy life with multiple people, not at the same time, 
unless that's your jam, no judgment, you do you. I don't think that there's one person. If you don't meet that one person, you're going to die alone. Do I see myself with him for an indefinite amount of time? Yes. There's no ounce of me that has one foot out the door or like planning my escape. Have I usually been planning an escape with every other person? Yes. (laughs) With him, I don't. It just feels natural. It feels like we've known each other forever. There's no sense of I'm stuck. There's no sense of I'm losing parts of myself. It's just, we're together. We're happy. We're working through things. Every day we learn more about each other. Every day we love each other more. We're just kind of like, I don't know, it just works. It's just so strange. And again, time doesn't make sense, but we've landed here and it really, really works. And I think that's a big thing in terms of it just works. And it's like, whether we're going to the grocery store together, where we're doing a road trip together, whether we're going through something challenging, like we just do it together. And I don't feel like I'm in this alone and everything just feels easy and fun when we're together and it just works. And then, I mean, I have the other perks of this of he's an incredible Instagram husband. He's so sneaky at getting little videos and pictures of me And he like gets what I do for a living. He believes in my business. He sees it thriving. Like he gets like the bigger vision of it. And it just kind of clicked in. So it's just like, okay, cool. Let's do this. We're doing this. So yeah, that's the man. And I'm so excited. I got to share that with you guys. I obviously can't share everything just because I don't want to talk for hours. I will totally do this again. So let me know what you guys want to know. Let me know what you guys want to hear more about, what intrigued you, what was surprising to you. (laughs) Was I too cheeky on my title? I'm not sorry. I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, tell me your thoughts. DM me, email me, and I would love to hear more. And then stay tuned as our little love story continues to unfold. Bye.